today, another supply chain crisis on the horizon over Joe Biden's vaccine mandate. Uh, Pfizer says they have a new magic COVID cure. Can't wait to hear about that. And also the latest on the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. We've got a lot coming up today and it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. Happy Friday. I am Sarah Gonzalez. It's going to be a good one for you guys today. We are joined. It is on his maiden voyage on the show. We have Jack Posobiec here, a host of Human Events Daily, a formal former naval officer and uh, also author of a book that I think everyone needs to get, which is The Antifa uh, Inside, Stories from Inside the Black Block. Exactly. Yeah. That's hard to, yeah. if I said that three times no, really fast, it. that no, would be hard. It actually. Top so. That's not even written down. Yeah, yeah that's well, good. it's just how I roll here. That is how you roll. Uh, the news and why it matters. We're glad that you're here. Very no, glad. No, this is great. This is cool. That you are here. Also, once again, joined by a five-time Billboard charting artist and political commentator, Chandler Crump. Probably the only 17-year-old billboard charting artist you know. Actually, that's true. Whoops. I, yeah, I don't. Actually, that's true. I don't know another uh, billboard charter uh, at 17. All right, so let me let me get into the news of the day, which is uh, first one. Apparently, the uh, there are dozens of industry groups who, of course, warned Biden. Which I don't think it needed to take an industry group to warn Joe Biden that these vaccine mandates were going to cause problems for already troubled employers. Mm. Uh, but uh, there is now uh, a trucking. A trucking group. It is National Private Truck Council, uh, American Trucking Association, and Truckload Carriers Association. And they are all saying that uh, they may lose nearly four in 10 drivers due to this new vaccine mandate. Uh, they said that uh, our industries are committed partners in the fight against COVID-19, and we unequivocally support the use of vaccines to fight its spread. However, we are concerned a mandate will cripple an already strained supply chain. We estimate companies covered by the mandate could lose 37% of drivers at a time when the nation is already short 80,000 truck drivers. Wow. We ask for flexibility for transportation and supply chain essential workers, particularly truck drivers who spend most of their time in their trucks and have minimal freaking contact. I said the freaking they didn't with <laughs> colleagues and customers. Um, you know, it's interesting, you guys, because if I didn't know any better, I would think this administration is purposely crippling the economy. But that's crazy, right? I mean, well, what what the administration is doing right now with the economy is they're completely out of touch with what's actually going on in the world, right? So you have a, a, an administration that's run by people that grew up watching like the West Wing and Veep, and so they're kind of LARPing out their conception of what mm. an administration would be, because remember, they live in an echo chamber bubble yep. inside Washington, D.C. You've got corporate consulting class, you've got foundational wealth, you've got these massive Silicon Valley, you know, uh, tech billionaires and the rest of it that are just underwriting the whole thing. And so they never actually talk. These people think that Anthony Fauci is like a working class hero, yeah. right? They couldn't even name Sexiest a man alive, hero. Of course, obviously. 100%. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Of course, of course. <laughs> you know, but so... You know, you, you really have a situation where they actually have no clue what's going on out there. And by the way, and it's amazing to me because Democrat Party 
you know, traditionally is the party of the worker, right? Mm. The party of the working class. Workers the world unite, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be a labor movement. And yet they're so disconnected from what's actually going on in working class families, in working class situations in the United States, that they are clueless as to the impact of their disparate policies. Now, what's interesting, though, is I think that for a vast number of them, it isn't even about the politics, not even about the economy, mm -hmm. it's about compliance. Exactly. Because Biden understands, remember, every time he pushes a new vax mandate, it's because something just happened that he's trying to get out of the headlines. Yeah. So first, first vax mandate was right after the Afghanistan collapse, right? Mm -hmm. Boom, and guess what? It worked, it got it out of the headlines. Here we are talking about the vax mandate, we're not talking about Afghanistan. Now this new one that's popped up, what else is going on? The economy's in the tank, he can't get any of his legislation passed, he just got shellacked mm -hmm. in Virginia, his candidate, that they all went to campaign for, just got shellacked. And by the way, speaking of truck drivers, you just had a truck driver yeah. who spent $150 million, million, $150 <laughs> against a guy who spent millions and millions of dollars, a powerful, one of the most powerful politicians in all of New Jersey, went down to a state, to a local truck driver, because apparently the, then the story was like the guy got denied for a CCW, a concealed carry permit, and uh, he was so mad because he had, didn't have any priors, had this spotless mm -hmm. history, but the state of New Jersey just denied it to him, and he said, well, screw it, I'm going to run, and <laughs> I'm going to beat these guy, and then I'm going to be in the Senate, and I'm yeah. going to change the law, and then I'm going to get myself a concealed carry permit. Wow. It's, your, it's your classic David and Goliath story. And I think what you said about the Biden administration really role playing the act of an administration and more so going for compliance rather than anything that actually has to do with logic when it comes to health is very clear. I mean, like you said, with the vaccine mandates for truck drivers, mm. are you serious? The most time they spend is walking into some gas station, taking a shower real quick, maybe hanging out and then getting back in their truck to get back on the interstate and keep moving things in this nation like they have to do. Mm -hmm. uh, well, at least we used to before all the ships were stuck in the bays out in uh, California, um, which is yet another issue caused by the Biden, Biden administration's lack of actual, I don't know, ability to get things done within mm -hmm. their own nation, within what they were elected for. Um, and we're seeing in Virginia how clear it is that people are, are fed up. I mean, even looking at further with the David and Goliath analogy, we have the David, which is the families in all these different uh, in all these different counties in Virginia that literally looked at McAuliffe saying, you guys, you know, you shouldn't have anything to do with what your kids are learning. They said, no, thanks. Mm -hmm. We're going to vote for the other guy. And they probably didn't even agree with a lot of the stuff the other guy was saying, but simply didn't want some big governor who is from the same party as the Klan uh, hood guy. I, I can't really believe that. But um, they didn't want to go with that. They wanted their kids under their control as far as what they learn. And I think that it, it's really clear to see that people are standing up and it, it's coming in a well, lot what, of different ways. What you just said is one of the most important things uh, in terms of politics. And it's something that Republicans and conservatives just totally overlook um, traditionally, and it's something that Democrats are very, very good at. It's the David and Goliath paradigm. So yep. I talked about this in a, another book I wrote called 40 Warfare, that whenever you're in a situation, you want to, be, like everybody reads David and Goliath from the Bible, and everyone identifies with David. Nobody reads that story and identifies with Goliath. Why? Because nobody wants to be the oppressor. Everyone wants to be the hero of the story. Everyone's on their own hero's journey in their mind. So everyone identifies with David. Mm -hmm. So if, if you're in a political situation, political paradigm, you want to use David and Goliath. I'm David, my opponent's Goliath. And so this is something the Republicans just totally didn't understand for the longest time. But essentially now in the United States, you really have 
these sort of four power nodes, right? So traditionally there are three power nodes. It was Wall Street, it was Washington DC, and then Hollywood for the public opinion side. But now the fourth one that's come up is Silicon Valley. So you have four power nodes in the United States. And of course, the other three are trying to fight because Silicon Valley is like the wild, wild west and it's totally unregulated power. And so the rest of them are kind of kidding together to say, all right, we're gonna, we're gonna pull that down a little bit. But the difference is, is that Democrats and the left have all four power nodes on their side right now. Mm -hmm. So while in many ways that's very strong, but in other ways, it's actually kind of a structural deficit for them because they have no ideas, they have no energy, they have no uh, imagination, because you don't need it if you control mm -hmm. everything, mm -hmm. right? And so that's why a lot of the momentum is switching to the David side. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Chandler, I want to get back to something you said about uh, what happened in Virginia, because I do find it very interesting. And also, historically, just it's so leftist that in a time where they, as Jack, you pointed out, they were just totally shellacked uh, around the country, but particularly <laughs> in Virginia. Uh, I know that's like SAT word for the day. Uh, it, it, but particularly in Virginia, we saw the left no sense of self-reflection whatsoever. No stepping back and going, okay, how can we revamp here to make sure that we are in touch and we have the finger on the pulse of our voters? Instead, you heard, you know, MSNBC commentators coming out and saying, well, it was just white supremacy yeah. and, you know, CRT isn't it, real it's, and it's the, you stupid parents, you fell for it. It's the exact same race hustling that Democrats have been doing for nearly a decade now. I still remember one of my earliest memories I ever saw on the news and actually got outraged was Joe Biden in 2012 saying, Republicans are going to put you back in chains. And I bring this up a lot of times because even back then, and I was seven years old in 2012 or so, I sat there and said, I have never been in chains. Mm -hmm. My parents had never been in chains. My grandparents had never been in chains. And as far as I'm concerned, and as far as I know, my great-grandparents haven't been in chains. But this guy still sees us all as nothing but slaves. And that even brought forth even into uh, 2000, I think, uh, 20, when he said, you ain't black. Like, he's still using our race against us mm -hmm. in a way to try and, and get one up over us and use us as nothing but a voting block. So if you if have to even decide, if you have to even think whether you want to support Trump or Biden, you ain't black. And they've even brought that forward into 2021, which you would think after the riots in 2020 and everything else like that with all the race e equity and equalization we saw that they were trying to push, you would think that Joe Biden would say, all right, and the Joe Biden and the Democrats by extension would say, okay, maybe we need to step back on the race thing and try to attack at something else. Like, I don't know, sexuality, gender, whatever it is they're going for these days. But they still, Project uh, Lincoln, which I consider them a leftist organization yeah, at are. this point, tried to pull the whole tiki torch thing. And they, they also had to try to get the, the guy with the Confederate stitch up there. They tried so many different hoaxes and different race hustles uh, to try and get as many people against their candidate or for their candidate as possible. And it, it didn't even work. That's the funny mm -hmm. thing. And it shows that parents do don't care. Parents don't care right. about any of that racist fake news stuff. They care about their children. They care about their future. And they're willing to do anything possible and anything necessary to guarantee that to their children. I mean, think of it, though, right? Think of the higher sort of meta narrative on what you just said, right? The lack, the complete lack of race incidents in that ray in that campaign right was so bad the supply and demand issue is so out of whack in terms of the ratio they are demanding it and yet there's no supply and so these hoaxes keep coming up because you have these these people who demand it, demand it, demand it, demand it, and so the demand, it's actually economics, right? Mm -hmm. So the demand signal's there, but there's Racist no supply. So, because, so for the left, they need something to fill that void. So now you've got leftists that are actually stepping up to fill that void themselves. <laughs> Jesse Smollett, yeah. the Project Lincoln, uh, whatever, you know, the Bubba Wallace, not that he was the one who did that, but right. just every, the hoopla, you know, kind of around that entire thing. Be, you know, it's a garage pull, but the idea is that 
they need to make it up themselves because as a country, you know, we've largely moved past this stuff, yeah. right? And they, and to your point as well, that the Democrats and a lot of people in this country haven't sort of got that software upgrade that, you know, people are more, are a lot more worried about, you know, how much does my gas tank cost? Yeah. What's on the, what's mm -hmm. on, you talk about supply chains, mm -hmm. you know, what's on the shelves? Yeah. What's going on with inflation? Are we going back to work? Why do my kids have to wear a mask all the time? Are my kids getting this vaccine? All of these like real life issues, whereas you're trying to live in this like fake imaginary world that just doesn't exist. Right. So do you see them continuing down this path and continuing to double down on the things that they just so, lost on I mean, into 2022? I, I kind of had this little dust up with um, Ibram X. Kendi over, <laughs> you know, this, this very issue, right, yeah. where he had tweeted and it was the silliest thing. And I wasn't even trying to get into Twitter beef with Kendi. Like, I, I don't care. Like, Kendi's. Like not even right on, on you your know, radar, probably not yeah. even on my thing. But yeah. it was like an article, and I posted it up because I saw that he deleted. And I thought it was interesting because he deleted a tweet that oh. you know here's this guy. The, what got me was the fact that he realized what he had done. He had posted for you know if people don't know about the situation. It was he had posted a tweet about a study that said that white students were lying about their race, claiming minority status to get <laughs> into college. This is the most amazing. And cell then phone 70, ever. 77 percent of them were accepted. Yeah, and he tweeted that and he was focusing on the fact that white students were lying and then I think people started commenting and saying Kendi no 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 you is. just oh they have the tweet thank you yeah you know and then uh, he deleted the tweet because he realized <laughs> that he's debunking his entire life's work in one tweet and so I just simply posted that tweet up and then you know, said that, and then he accused me of lying about right. him and spreading false narratives, and then he just spiraled completely out of control. And it, you know, it struck me that at no point, at no point, did he simply set up and say, "You know what? Maybe I'm getting some data in that doesn't exactly comport with my preconceived notions. Mm -hmm. So maybe I should check my priors." and figure out what's actually going on, why would it be in today's society that a white student is giving a preference or even considering mm -hmm. lying about their ethnicity to get into college? And if you're in that situation, I would actually say to students, well, it's not a lie. Because if you use the, the new rules, right, you're identifying. That's so fair. if I'm identifying, so then fair. it's not a lie because I can identify this for the purposes of a college entrance yeah. or for the purposes of, you know, what anything else that's out mm -hmm. there that requires one of these, you know, uh, racial quota systems. So, all right, well, you know, I identify as this and it's like, hey, if these are your rules, so right. uh, I'm going to go ahead and use these. Again, it's Left just economics. It's yeah. just I mean, economics. I mean, if Elizabeth Warren can parade around yeah, for like yeah, decades yeah, exactly, as something course. she isn't, then these college yeah. students should at least use it to try to get into college. Yeah, by the way, I would just like to use this opportunity to point out, um, I do identify as trans-vaccinated, and I Boom. would like Absolutely. it if you would respect Wonderful. my pronouns. I, yes. I do. No, I always tell, when people come at me and they say, are you vaccinated? I said, yeah, I've had all the vaccines. I've got vaccines that you don't even know about. I put that stuff in my morning coffee and I'm just like, <laughs> boom, every day. <laughs> all of them, uh, all of them. Oh, all, all the time. If you don't walk around with an IV drip, then like, don't even talk to me. <laughs> I only breathe vaccines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You uh, do the mister. You do the mister. Of yeah. course, yeah. yeah. In the morning. That's yeah, the yeah, most, no, it's, great. it's the best yeah. one. Just uh, do that mist vax. All right. We've got, we've got more to come. Speaking of Pfizer, we've got more to come, uh, including the latest with Pfizer. You guys, if you have blood pressure medication, you make sure that you take it because your head is just, it just might explode uh, when you hear what they are planning next. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Bonner.
her wine, which I usually have right here. I think it's, oh yes, she's going to grab it. it because remember, I always tell you guys, I never go anywhere without my wine close by. Here it is, okay? I've got to travel with Bonner because you never know when you might need one of the most unique wines out there. These are made from uh, grapes grown at 6,000 to 9,000 feet, which uh, if you are not a wine snob, you don't realize maybe that produces a wine that is unlike any wine you have ever tasted. The flavors are amazing. It's like notes of blackberry, leather, smoke, a little dark cherry. Goes great with a medium rare steak, but make sure it is medium rare because I accept no other way of cooking your steak. You got to go over to cowgirlwine2021.com. You can get half off right now. These are already very reasonable prices. You are cutting out the middleman, which makes it way affordable for you. It's a great wine. Make sure that you get one. Stock up for Thanksgiving. It is cowgirlwine2021.com. Pfizer is hyping its experimental antiviral pill that treats COVID-19. They say that uh, this pill, it is called Paxlovid, reduced hospitalizations and deaths in high-risk patients by 89% in clinical trials. So they say, let's listen to the uh, Pfizer CEO talk about this while we are also watching the uh, Pfizer stock uh, take quite a jump. Watch. Tell us about it, just how quickly you think you can, um, you know, file with the FDA. Merck has a advisory committee meeting coming up November 30th. Could we be seeing back-to-back advisory committees that quickly, potentially your drug uh, available potentially that soon? You know, I can't speak about the FDA and what they plan to do, if they plan to have advisory committees uh, uh, and how fast they will do it. We, we, we plan to submit quite fast, like we plan to submit before Thanksgiving holiday. Uh, so then it's up to FDA to review the data. We plan to do the same with other regulatory authorities in the world. We'll do it very fast. Huh. Interesting. I mean, that's weird because I thought that we were all going to be mandated to uh, take a vaccine from Pfizer. But um, because this was so deadly that we needed the vaccine, there's no other available treatment. Don't even try any horse dewormers. You crazy oh, no. people. OK, uh, so, oh, by the way, I would like to say for our YouTube overlords, we are not doctors. We are not trying to give medical advice. Uh, if you would like any medical advice, please solicit your own doctor for their own opinion and then determine what you think about this. We are merely commenting on the news. But uh, Pfizer, who we know has already made so much money uh, <laughs> in the last, what, 18 months, off of, you know, they got paid from the government, they developed this vaccine. Now everyone has to take the vaccine. Seems a whole lot like uh, that's a pretty good business plan, business model to get every single person who was ever born vaccinated against this. I mean, I'm just saying, as a pretty good business model. Uh, by the way, multiple times, because you can't take it just the one time, you got to take it the two times. Oh, wait, now you need a booster. You got to take it again. Oh, I'm sorry, if you're immunocompromised, you got to take the fourth booster because it wasn't quite enough the first three times. But aside from all of that, now we have a COVID-19 pill from this same company that brought you the vaccine um, and they will file for FDA authorization by Thanksgiving. Well, what what we do for our country (laughs) is uh, we see it as a a very uh, economical business model. We support politicians to be brought into office, uh, then politicians mandate entire country to take our 
pill to take our product. And so this is very good for our stock. This is wonderful for the Pfizer company. It is also wonderful for you. You will take it. My friend Klaus Schwab will make sure that all of you, when you're owning nothing and you're very happy, uh, thanks to our, our commodities and thanks, of course, to Zuckerberg for mm -hmm. uh, creating the Zuckerverse. So you will have it all just as IV drip your, your glasses. You will wear them and you will go into Zuckerverse and then you will take our products and everything will be very well and you'll be owning nothing and we will be living in the Elysium pods away from you. Is that, was that Russian, Russian collusion just now? No, this is, uh, this is more, more a German. Yeah, I'm, I'm Polish. We, we have an interesting history with the Germans. Um, that, that, was a, that was a pretty killer accent. And no, no. So it's, it's <laughs> like, honestly, my question on it all is, so, you know, looking at it from more of the, the moral fr framework perspective, if we have this issue of people saying, you know, Biden passing this federal mandate through OSHA saying that everyone is forced to take the vaccine, but we also have viable antiviral <laughs> medications mm -hmm. that are coming out. We've got Merck, we've got Pfizer, and they are from his own statements, right? And this, when you go, by the way, when you're the CEO and you're on CNBC, you cannot make false statements about that, right? right? That is that is straight up SEC, that's in your filings, like you, that is, you know, you will go to jail, right? Mm -hmm. Not that they actually will, but yeah. anyway. You're supposed you know, to anyway. You're supposed to, right? Yeah. Right, so point being though, if, if that is true, right? Just take it on its face, right? Again, I'm applying their rules. If that is true, then why do we have to have a vaccine mandate? Right. If this cuts hospitalizations, if it cuts down everything else, and I really do think that you would get, and the, you know, it's funny, the ACLU actually used to talk about vaccine mandates and say that when you force compliance on people like this, that you actually get less compliance. Mm -hmm. And so for people that are out there, out there who might be like, yeah, you know, for whatever personal reason, medical reason, religious reason, you know, for me being pro-life, that's something that's involved abortion, I have a huge problem with. But, you know, you say, all right, well, but there's also these antiviral options. Well, sure, I'll take the antiviral option. Why wouldn't you do that? Uh, or... Assuming it wasn't intested with abortion. Well, but or also they could. I mean, I don't know. I think this is crazy at this point in time. But they could just maybe like take a gamble on their own natural immune system because Sarah, this the statistical likelihood of them being fine if they are young Sarah, and you healthy. you are talking is, about things that we are not allowed to talk about anymore. <laughs> the YouTube overlords are comments because this that is, is hate medical speech, misinformation. Medical misinformation. There is no this such thing. Is dead now. There is no such thing as an immune system. There is no such thing as natural immunity. There is no such thing. It is all a myth. If you want to survive, if you want to live through this dangerous COVID era, then you will take four vaccines, two pills, and you will vote for Joe Biden. <sighs> okay, let me let me give you guys. I, I have to find this. I just saw someone who commented on my Instagram, and it made me want to pull my hair out. Uh, I was I made a video that I was I had walked around like the entirety of the Dallas airport mm. with no mask, <laughs> and yeah. no one said anything to me because yeah. they don't care. No, we, we, there. I was there last night. We did the same thing. Yeah, yeah. they they, yeah. they just don't care. Yeah. No, I don't. And I don't wear it in the airport. No. Yeah. No. I used to be able. I used to be able to do that in ATL because Georgia is a very conservative state, and uh -huh. ATL is a very interesting mix because it's you know it's a left wing area. Right. But, right. But, you know, the, the, the people there that usually man the airport, which are more often than not uh, African-American people, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, they don't really care about the mask thing. They're kind of traditional in that sense. But I got there on the way here, and second I got in line, where's your mask? You need a mask for the airport. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Well, kind of it kind back. of depends on who you find, right? Yeah. It depends on, like— It's all about the timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, who's there? Because so you, 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 you find— it, it, is, it, is, it is petty tyrants, right? Yep. We mm -hmm. are played exactly. with— this contagion of petty tyrants throughout the country now, these people who've been activated, that because once you give them a modicum 
of power over others, uh, whether it be a flight attendant yep. or any any one of these people that they abuse it, yep. directly abuse it, you know, kicking people off of a crying child, you know, going after somebody for, the you special know, needs children. Between, between, between yeah. bites, between I, bites. Yeah, I, even, right? I even saw, and I don't, I, don't, I don't even know if this video was completely real or not. It, it was to that point where I was thinking, this might be a satire, but there was a lady on a flight who was screaming at a flight attendant because she didn't want to sit next to somebody who was unvaccinated. She sat down, asked for the person next to her his vac vaccination card Stop. and when that person didn't give it Stop. he was like you can't do this this is this is offending me this is this is encroaching on my rights this is this is dangerous to me i can't breathe their unvaccinated air see and I, that's, and I haven't seen that Golly, wow that's what drives me so insane is that they like there's just such everything sheep. this woman did was completely correct <laughs> this is the property would not breathe the unvaccinated air this air, we, must, we must separate these people from society there's <laughs> such sheep that they don't even understand how stupid they sound if the vaccine that they are saying everyone needs to be forced to take works they should not concern themselves with the status of other people. But we need to stop. We need to stop celebrating germophobia. Like it's some kind of virtue. One hundred percent. Like that's like just. Can you imagine how life. how today's uh, children when they grow oh. up and get a little older, Sarah? I don't how want bad to. they're going to be? I don't. I don't want to because these are like kids that are like you. You guys think to cut off as far like oh it's just the babies right now. No, it's kids that are about three or four oh, years younger 100%. than me yeah. that are that are literally growing up. They will have no social skills. They will barely know how to do anything, and they're going to be so plugged into all these different you know the, the vaccines and the masks mm -hmm. and everything. This stuff is not going away until we make it go away because they realize that this is the most power that they have had on the American people so uh, in a long time. So what you're saying is they will love the Zuckerberg. <laughs> they will love, they will love, they they will love the Zuckerberg because that's the, the only Zuckerberg. place where they can go and breathe and not wear a mask, not people. need to be all vaccinated yeah. and show yeah. their yeah. vaccine no, cards to go no, that's, everywhere. That's, that's the whole point of all this yeah. is that they, they want, I mean, I'm not saying that's the point of the medical stuff. I'm saying that they want to put you in a situation where the only option is them. Right, right. Well, I was going to say, uh, to that point, <laughs> I made this video and um, there was a guy who commented, true patriots are more concerned about public health than personal freedom. And wow. um, I just, just going to leave that right there. Um, I actually made it a point to not curse on the program. I do have a minor here. So I'm just going to leave that. I think I think it's right a, I think it's a tougher challenge for me to not curse into you because that, that is one of the most blasphemous statements I've heard in my entire life that this person calls himself a true patriot yeah. for wanting to police other people's bodies and police other people's lives. I mean, are you are you serious right yeah. now? Yeah. But it, it's again, horrifying. it's not like these these people have no like it 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 you've empowered petty tyranny, yes. right? Yes. You've given people the idea to say that it is okay for me to control you and control your lives. By using these this this language of patriotism, public health, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. If you Flat care about public health, then are you are, are you going to the gym? Are right. You what are you doing for the obesity do? epidemic? Are you, are you asking mm -hmm. people to eat natural food? Are you asking people to you know eat well, healthy? Think about it. That's what Dr. Fauci was you saying, saying in 2019. These, any, I've I've seen that clip. Yes. Yeah. Well, if you go, go for a jog, go for a walk. Well, yeah. and that's why so I'm like, breathe. hold on a second. Touch if grass. you're going to make me responsible for your health, we're going to change a few things around here. Yeah. Okay. If I'm supposed to be responsible, you're done with the McDonald's. You're Let's done talk with about sitting on your butt. Processed food yep. and yep. refined sugar yep. and high fructose corn syrup, syrup. Yep. seed oils, receipts, all yep. the, everything. Yeah, yeah. everything. yeah. 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 you don't want me in if, charge of that. If we're going to have a health department and you're talking about being a true patriot caring about public health, then we need to start putting gyms in all sorts of different cities, okay. making them Let's big. Do it. And Let's do it. And yep. each person gets a day of the week where they have to spend at least two or so yep. hours in the gym. I mean, look at look at uh, Israel. They mandate military service they uh, for pe for, a kid, for kids that turn 18. I mean, are you, yeah. are you serious? Yeah. Other nations know how to do it. I think China knows how to do it, 
What's wrong with America? Right. Mm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of health, I do have to say, those of you who have not yet gotten your Bill Bar order in, what a transition! I'm what just a saying. Tra- okay. I'm just saying. You set this up. I'm just you saying. You set us up, Sarah Gonzalez. <laughs> That's Sarah Gonzalez's Bill public Bar health. Bill Bar is, I mean, if you want a protein bar that tastes like you're cheating on your diet, it tastes like you're going to McDonald's and getting the crappy food, but you're not. You're eating a Bill Bar, which means you're eating something that is about 130 to 180 calories, four to five grams of sugar. Uh, they're packed with protein. You got to get them in before Thanksgiving. So when people are like, oh, would you like this coconut cream pie? You can be like, no thanks. I got my built bar. I don't need your high calories. I mean, I'm just saying. You guys might not do Is that. that. Can I say it? Yeah, that's yeah, really yeah. only four to five grams. I, I, I might yeah. take one. It's honestly. It's, yeah, no, please. I please. And I've got more flavors in my. Well, I'll tell you guys offset. I've got all the flavors in my dressing room. I'll get you guys some. Uh, I will I've been, hook I've been, it up. I've been called good, the coconut. That's before. a lot of fiber. A lot of protein. <laughs> I have good, too. Good old, really? Yeah. Coconut good. buddies. Let's go. That's actually good. That's yeah. A, that's yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's really so. It's I. Pretty, it's a, 17 grams, and this is like a small bar. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. It's great. So um, can't wait to see what you guys think. But you guys can go to built.com. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll save 15% off of your order <laughs> over at built.com Promo code NEWS15. Well, those of you who have not yet heard, the Kyle Rittenhouse trial, has uh, it is underway. And um, I know, Jack, you are going to be discussing that with Elijah and Sydney over on You Are Here later tonight. Me as well. But Oh, you're going to be there as well. Yeah, that's great. Um, Well, you heard it here first. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, but I Scoop. do. I do. Scoop. Yeah, exactly. I've got the exclusive right here. Yeah. Um, but I do. I wanted to ask you, Jack. I know you have been watching this trial very, very closely. This is, of course, uh, the young man in Kenosha who um, was arrested for killing uh, what, Rosenbaum. What's his first name? Joseph Rosenbaum. Joseph Rosenbaum. And Anthony Huber. And Anthony Huber uh, after they. Um, well, Jack, I'll let I'll let you fill in those fill in those details. Well, yeah. So, I mean, the 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 facts of the case. It's really interesting because this is a time where you know it's a very 21st century case where where because we have so much video footage from predominantly conservative and independent media who are there putting themselves at risk to get the story, we actually have this entire thing caught on camera, uh, which also includes an FBI surveillance camera Mm. that was being flown on an aerial fixed-wing aircraft over the flight, which they hid for 14 months until I actually was able to obtain the footage, broke it on Twitter, on my podcast, we got just millions and millions of views it on it. An incredible and the way you the set it up. The fact that the FBI held on to that mm-hmm. for so long, because essentially what happens is, so you, you have these this the situation in Kenosha where there's protests going on, riots, arson, looting for three nights. Kyle Rittenhouse goes out on night three with a group of other people with long guns. They've been asked to come out to kind of like watch over these this this area called Car Source, and it's this that's uh, a car dealership that has three separate lots on this one stretch of of town. And they've said, look, you know, our inventory is sitting in the parking lot. So, and, and you know, unfortunately, it was torched. And he is chased at one point by the mob. And he's cornered then in this group of cars. And while he's cornered, you actually can't see it. And, and Elijah was there that night. Yeah. Um, you actually can't see what happened behind the cars. You hear shots. Right. Kyle runs out. The guy who was chasing him doesn't. Kyle says he, the guy, Lund, this is Rosenbaum, 
lunged for the gun. Richie McGinnis from The Daily Caller, who testified, said the guy lunged for the gun. So we have eyewitness testimony of mm -hmm. this, but we had no video until we were able to put out that FBI aerial surveillance, which they had in real time, surveillance of Kyle Rittenhouse actually being there. By, and because, think of it, right, all the parked cars, if you're on the ground level, you can't see through the cars right. to understand what's happening behind them. But from an aerial, aerial mm -hmm. vantage point, you can see exactly see what's that. happening. And you do see it. You can actually see Kyle being chased. He runs into the group of cars, realizes that he's kind of trapped, he's cornered, um, he turns around, guy's coming for him, bears down on him, and then you can actually see on this footage, because the fidelity is so good, um, there's actually apparently an even higher definition version of it that the FBI says they've misplaced or lost, oh. of course, uh -huh. um, and we can get into that more, but you actually can, even with the low definition version, you can positively see Joseph Rosenbaum lunging for the gun, running at, pursuing Kyle, and then Kyle taking steps to defend himself. And then Richie McGinnis is, as those two are going and running up, Richie McGinnis is behind Rosenbaum uh, to document what's going on for Daily Caller. And unfortunately, um, he actually hadn't hit record on his phone. And look, we've, you know, we've all been there, right? Yeah. In one of those situations, he had, he had done that thing where sometimes on an iPhone, you swipe from, and that's all he had that night, yeah. you swipe from video to photo and it goes so fast. He had it in photo mode instead of video mode. And look, nothing against Richie. I love the guy. Um, it, it happens. It happens yeah. to everybody, yeah. especially when you're in the thick Such of things a high like that. Environment like right. That. And yeah. so when those shots went off, um, Richie is actually standing. If, if you look at the directionality of it, he's in the line of fire because he's here behind Rosenbaum and then Kyle turns yeah. at Rosenbaum. Mm -hmm. And so one of the charges is actually reckless endangerment of Richie McGinnis because he had been standing behind Rosenbaum. However, of course, the lawyers, um, their blanket defense in terms of all of this is a self-defense uh, statement. And so in, under self-defense, then you, if, you know, reckless endangerment certainly becomes an issue of that. And, there, and there's a little bit of tension there, obviously, yeah. right? If I'm using fatal force to defend myself, then obviously I am endangering, you know, someone. But under, under Wisconsin law, uh, you you would not be held liable if you are defending yourself. Yeah. Wow. Let me let's listen uh, to I believe this is Richie and McGinnis, this is Richie. right? Yeah, this is this Richie, is Richie. Uh, Kyle uh, uh, Jack, as you pointed out, he was talking about being right there and what he saw from Rosenbaum and uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. Watch. I mean, you have no idea what Mr. Rosenbaum was ever thinking at any point in his life. You have never been inside his head. You never met him before. You don't. Know. I've, I've never even I've never exchanged words with him. If that's what your question is. So your interpretation of what he was trying to do or what he was intending to do or anything along those lines is complete guesswork, isn't it? Um, well, he said, you, and then he reached for the weapon. Wow. Sounds pretty. So what's incredible about this clip is that ADA Binger, who's the guy up there, and he looks like a total binger, um, <laughs> is, has actually called Richie to the stand. He, Richie appeared as a state witness for the prosecution, but then completely demolished any mm -hmm. argument of the prosecution's case of the criminal charges against Kyle Rittenhouse by explaining that Kyle was there as a, in a medical capacity, he was there in a defense capacity, protection, he was not there and he was not belligerent or aggressive to anyone. He was responding to the belligerence and aggression that was done to him mm. and was defending himself. So then Binger, 
turns, and what you heard there is he's trying to impeach Richie's testimony. Richie's a very credible guy. He's yeah. not... He's not someone that I would consider overly ideological, but he's someone that I consider he, he takes a lot of pride in, in, he considers his work a, a form of craftsmanship. He's a real craftsman, and to him, accuracy and getting things right are what matters. And so then you hear Binger turning his own witness and treating him like a hostile witness. So he's trying to That's impeach crazy. the credulity of his own witness. It's like, did you even sit down? and have this conversation, and then he walks right into the trap of doing something that, and I'm a lawyer, but lawyers always have this phrase, never ask a witness on the stand a question you don't already know the answer to. Yeah. So he's trying to say, oh, you lunged for the gun, but did you really know that he lunged for the gun? Because you can't really read his mind, and Richie, of course, well, he said F you, and he reached for the gun. <laughs> right, so. right, that's, that's what I know. Uh, <laughs> you make of that what you will. I, I really think that is the moment that the case against Kyle Rittenhouse completely evaporated. Yeah. Uh, final final thoughts on this, Chandler? I'm hoping we... so, because okay. I, 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 I empathize with Kyle Rittenhouse in a way that most people probably don't, is that he was, was, only, he was only born about a year, after, a year before me. Mm -hmm. We're just about the same age. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine how, how scared and yet how driven to survive he must have been that night. Because when you're a young man, you have all this testosterone shooting through you, uh, like I'm sure he did that night. You're scared. You, yeah. You're new to life. This is also new to you. But you know that you have a weapon on you that can save your life. And you know that these are very belligerent adults that are charging at you simply for... I don't even know, defending property, not even necessarily for ideo ideology, yeah. but they wanted to harm this kid, and he had to do what he had to do to survive. And I think all these people trying to, to get at him for that are, are in the wrong state of mind. Yeah. And I, I hope that this Well, actually, this right uh, uh, breaking news, literally just got a text from that because the, the trial's still going uh -huh. on right now. Right. And I'll, I'll just say this very quickly, yeah, but apparently Rosenbaum was on uh, anti-psychotic drugs oh when gosh. this took place. Oh. Um, uh, gabapentin um, when this happened. So he had just got out of, uh, he was in a psychiatric um, hold in a hospital for this. And so when you're on that kind of medication, it is, uh, it leads, leads credulence to him lunging for Rittenhouse's mm -hmm. weapon in an yep. attempt to murder him as well as the earlier shots of a threat of, of murder because we know this is massive ramifications mm -hmm. on mood. Again, better living through big pharma. Oh, yeah, no, no kidding. I feel like there, there's, there's a place for your accent, but we got we we can't do it right now. Uh, all right, we've yes, got to we've got we got to go to break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Chamonix. So uh, I would love an extra hour or two uh, night's sleep. But um, I know you guys know I have a baby who doesn't sleep. I have a nine-year-old who doesn't sleep. That's not going to happen, all right? But I can at least look well-rested with GenuCell from Chamonix. This is a really, really awesome company. Um, they utilize plant stem cell therapy, and it targets eye puffiness and bags. So um, if you are like me and you are not getting enough sleep and you need just some pick-me-up so that you don't... You know, sometimes you just go and you look in the mirror and you're like, I think I've aged a thousand years overnight. Don't do that, all right? Try this. It really, really works. You can get this from now until Thanksgiving. 60% uh, off on this and all GenuCell packages if you go to lovegenuCell.com slash why. Check out this before and after, you guys. That's great. That is, I mean, these are real results. I've seen it. You can too. Go to lovegenuCell.com slash why to get 60% off packages. Order now and express shipping is free. That is lovegenuCell.com slash why. 
right, former U.S. ambassador to the U.N., Nikki Haley, suggested in an interview uh, yesterday that leaders in the government who are of an advanced age should undergo a cognitive test. I want to listen to what she has to say, and then I'm very curious to get, gentlemen, your opinions on this. Watch. What I'll tell you is rather than making this about a person, mm -hmm. we seriously need to have a conversation that if you're going to have anyone above a certain age mm -hmm. in a position of power, whether it's the House, whether it's the Senate, whether it's vice president, whether it's president, mm -hmm. you should have some sort of cognitive test. Mm -hmm. Like just like you have to show your tax returns, you should have some sort of health screening so that people have faith in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And right now, let's face it, we've got a lot of people in leadership positions that are old. <laughs> Right. And that's not being disrespectful, sure. that's a fact. And when it comes to that, this mm -hmm. shouldn't be partisan. Mm -hmm. We should seriously be looking at the ages of the people that are running our country yeah. and understand if that's what we want. Look, all I'm saying is, I know we've only got a couple minutes left and I want to get your thoughts, but all I'm saying is I've always said if I were to ever run for office, one of my platforms would be that once you turn 65, you have to take the driving test uh, like every two to three years. I completely agree. <laughs> Yeah, so, I've said that too. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I just I, think it, it's, it's smart. It's it's reasonable. Just just do it. Yeah, I think so. So is this is what she's saying reasonable yeah, as well? I mean, Once you hit a certain if, age, you take the if, cognitive test. If you guys test. can't even trust people above the age of sixty-five to drive, then how do we expect them to drive <laughs> this nation? And dude, I'm I'm seventeen. I know a lot of young people are still kind of like off the rocker, but I definitely think we need to shift it back a little bit because the, the the value of wisdom over. I don't know, mental stability is starting to really show because Joe Biden, he has a lot of wisdom, but he's at the point that, 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 well, I would think so. He's 78. <laughs> um, but I would think at this point, the wisdom is kind of, you know, turning into just it, it's 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 withering away mm -hmm. with the rest of his body, with the rest of his mind. It's not a good thing to have people this old. I mean, even Kamala Harris, you know, how old is she? she's like 50 something. That's like the right age, I'd say 50, 40s. These are the people. We oh, yeah. Look having. at her. She's I have, great. I have kind of a heterodox take on this, and I don't know if it's spicy or whatever, but um, do we know that she's talking about Biden? Because keep in mind, she no. wants to run as yeah. a Republican. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So it could be, it, she could be talking about she Trump. She could be thinking Easily. about Trump yeah. and realizing that you know he's in his 70s and thinking, is this a way for me to get a leg up to say- So slick. That it's, it's, mm -hmm. very, and it's very, like you, you assume she's talking about Biden, but she never says Biden right. in that clip. And he is of the same, now obviously I would, not even think they're in the same ballpark in terms no. of cognitive ability. Right. Um, but it's very interesting to me looking at Nikki. Now, of course, what Nikki Haley is, is really angling for is she wants to be Trump's vice presidential pick. So most likely, so he is, no way. he is, no, 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 I don't think it'll happen. Yeah. But there are a lot of people around him right now that say, uh, they're, they're pointing the Youngkin uh, victory and saying with Winsome Sears mm -hmm. on his side that mm -hmm. he did win. Obviously, she's a superstar, by the way. Um, I think she's a superstar beyond her, like the identity stuff. I just think she's great. I think her story yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, and that, but if Trump, they say, well, we need you to do like a Tim Scott or maybe Nikki Haley. Personally, my vote, honestly, if I had to say it, I haven't said this publicly yet, uh, Rick or no. Oh, I oh. love that. And not because of any of the identity stuff, because Rick Grinnell knows where the bodies are buried in Washington, D.C. He understands how the system works, mm -hmm. and he is full-on America first. I love that. I love that. Uh, by the way, I know we have to go to break, but I would just like to say um, I am low-key offended and feel slightly attacked that Chandler was like, I think 50 is old enough. 50 is really old, so I think 50 is fine. I thought he said it was ideal. No, he did. For president. Yeah, it's like, it's like the right range, I'd say. Okay, the right, the right range. Thank you.
right, before we go, uh, I want to make sure you guys tell everyone where they can find you, wherever you want to uh, to push them, Jack. Yeah, yeah, so um, uh, follow I mean, me, they, they're already following you on Twitter, yeah, obviously. Twitter, Getter, yeah. you know, if, if, you, if you like to follow us. Um, and of course, we have the podcast, so Human Events Daily, and you go there, it's it's 25 minutes, it's really quick, it's what I used to do in the intelligence community, it's called, it's called the Commander's Update Brief, you know, it's 25 minutes, in, out, our motto to everyone, be good, be brief, be gone, so you're not going to hear me waxing poetic yeah. on all this different stuff, but it's really cool, it's taken off, and I appreciate that it's taking off, and uh, yeah, just to ask everyone to go and take a listen. That's awesome, that's awesome. Chandler, well, uh, five-time five billboard charting uh, artist. <laughs> Other Chandler. than the billboard chart, where yeah. can we find you? I don't, I don't have a massively cool podcast that's topping the charts to promote, but I do have a massively cool album that's topping the charts to promote. Definitely make sure you guys stream uh, Dark Winter by myself, Chandler Crump, on all streaming platforms, as well as follow me on Twitter, at Real C. Crump, or on Gitter, at Chandler, or many other social media platforms that you can find me. That's awesome. Uh, also, don't forget to subscribe to Blaze TV if you have not already done so. If you use promo code NEWS, you will save $10 when you sign up for a year. Thanks, guys. This was Happy fun. to be here. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.